This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. David, you know, when we do these shows in the morning, Hmm. I still sometimes remember my dreams. Oh, from the night before. Yeah. Um, What time are you getting up in the morning? I get up around 8. Okay. Yeah. No. no. Not too bad. Um, You don't have to commute into the studio like I do. Well, that's true. Well, I did have to walk, you know. I've got like 15 steps to come up here. Right. Um, but uh, do you do like a traffic report? Uh, there's a laundry basket and uh, <laughs> avoid vestibule two laundry uh, basket. Yeah, I might I uh, might start doing that. I uh, know I wanted to tell you my dream because it was so weird. I dreamt last night that Mark G and Greco mm-hmm. uh, got his own radio show okay. and it was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And because radio's huge now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the biggest star on his show, yeah. who I had to bring into the show for him every day was little Johnny Kempfer, the three-year-old version of my son, Johnny. <laughs> so he's doing reviews, like the uh, reviews of... Uh... No, he was doing like stand-up. He was doing, um, you know, wacky jokes. Uh, he was uh, Mr. Non-Sequitur. He was like uh, Norm Crosby in, in my dream yeah. uh, with Mark Greco. Yeah. And, and, you know, he'd go to commercials and he'd go, man... You got to keep bringing him in here. This kid, this kid is gold. He's gold. So, so Gene Greco is exploiting child labor, basically, because for content, it's basically what you're doing. I have no idea what that dream means. Maybe somebody can tell us. Um, I have no idea. So, I've been dreaming. It's funny you mentioned this, and I'm not saying it's edible related at all, because uh, I did get you the yeah. new bottle of edibles, right? Right. Um, so, I've been the last three nights, and it's totally unrelated, but share. You know. Yeah. Her song. <laughs> we have very celebrity type <laughs> dreams, don't we? Yeah, I know, it's true. Share, you know, the song, the Believe song. Yeah. It's coming in my d- soundtrack of my dreams. Every they're completely unrelated, but wow, it's then it did it that song. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I mean, it's a nice enough song. I don't, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, jeez. Uh, well, we have other Wana stuff. Mango. <laughs> 10 milligrams are the ones I use. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to talk about today because it's time for the Minutia Man Show. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. Actually, the edible with a third of an ambient chaser is creating some good dream content. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And a pizza um, puff right before dinner. Too. By the way, I, I called it the Minutia Men Show. I think that's not the appropriate. Oh, uh, did you? Did yeah. you go, I don't know you, where the hell that came from. All well, right. It's early in the morning. Yeah, it is. Hey, this story comes uh, courtesy of our international desk and comes from India. We actually, India is actually a good content resource for oh, us. Oh, big time. <laughs> so it's this big time. Comes out of India. Two women married to the same man reach an agreement to split <laughs> days with him. A man and two women. Uh, including his first wife, have decided to live peacefully in two separate houses by dividing six days of the week between them, with the man choosing which wife he wants to be with on the seventh day, which is Sunday. The man, oh, my God, I love that part. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? The man, a 58-year-old, so he's a young kid, Yeah, a, 58, <laughs> a 58-year-old engineer from Gwalor sent his wife to live with her, with her parents in Gurugram during COVID to be safe. Okay. Good guy, yeah. right? Well, get out of... Heck of a guy. Get out of Gwalor and go yeah. to Gurugram. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he drew he grew bored during the lockdown. And be fair, how much Netflix can you possibly watch? Right? Yeah, sure. And he married a co-worker. 
Okay. A detail that he said he forgot to tell his wife. Well, so she comes home and the uh, proverbial tandoori chicken hits the fan. Okay. Wife number one files a grievance with the family court in Guaylor, where she, where she actually suggested an agreement that the man spends Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with her and Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays with wife number two. And d- during negotiations, the second wife, so I'm, I'm thinking this big brainstorming oh, session. Oh, sure, yeah. Maybe they got post, you know, yeah. they got the big the mind conference map. Conference room somewhere. <laughs> right. So during the negotiations, the second wife suggested that, you know, that's a great idea, Sally. Uh, on the seventh day, he gets to pick which wife. It's kind of like the Stanley Cup. It's the best <laughs> of seven, right? Now, while I don't know the relationship that these two women have, but doesn't it sound like they are in cahoots here and that they're playing him like a sitar here in you a think way. So? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, think about this. This dude is totally screwed. It's like, you know, it's, Hey, I heard you, t- I heard you took Shirley to the new bistro last night. What are we getting? To- <laughs> what am I getting tonight? Right. Sally says you grouted her, uh, you know, bathtub. Here's some chalk, chop, chop. Yeah. And think of that seventh day dilemma, right? Well, there's I, no I right answer. At, see, I look at it the other way around. I look at it like, uh, you know, which one of you ladies is, wants to work for day seven? I mean, you know, uh, Maggie gave me... Uh, Meg, Maggie, you know. Shirley, Sadie. I'm sure these are all the names. These are the exact names. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, I, another problem I have with this is just the logistics are ridiculous. Yeah. Why would you do it every other day? And just do three and three and yeah. then one. Yeah. Yeah. No, now, no, no, no. So maybe you're right. Maybe they are messing with him. <laughs> they are. It's like it's the like, commute is probably terrible, yeah. you know. Uh, it's making it as inconvenient <laughs> as possible for this guy. Um so this reminds me of this. I'm, you know, every year or twice a year, there's always some story of coming to some guy that lives a dual life and has two families, right? Sure. And sometimes they're in the same suburbs, right? What could possibly possess you to have two families? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like I don't know. Is, One is a giant mistake. <laughs> well, well, it's like. How many, you've seen 200 soccer games. Now you want to see 400 soccer oh. games, right? How many times can you see Annie? You yeah. know, the, a middle school production of Annie. Just keep to the one flipping Well, what if you have uh, girls uh, it, with one family da, and da, boys da, with the other family? Da, da. Yeah, it could be a whole Brady Bunch uh, thing. Just yeah. a thought. Yeah. All right, I have a story for you. This one is much more local. In fact, this is unbelievably local. Yeah. A a new class action lawsuit filed in Illinois alleges that the chicken chain Buffalo Wild Wings is conducting deceptive business practices over claims about their boneless wings. The lawsuit was filed on March 10th in the Northern District of Illinois, uh, U.S. District Court by plaintiff Eamon Halim, who currently resides in Chicago but ate these so-called wings in Mount Prospect at the Buffalo Wild Wings you and Dane and I go to (laughs) occasionally. Um, anyway, here's why he, uh, he filed this lawsuit. Unbeknownst to plaintiff and other consumers, the products that, that are described as Buffalo. boneless yeah, wings bone, right. are not wings at all. Instead, <gasps> they're slices of chicken, breast meat, deep fried like wings. Indeed, the products are more akin in composition to a chicken nugget rather than a chicken wing. Had plaintiff and other consumers known that the products are not actually chicken wings, they would have paid less for them. Like, 
like a buck (laughs) or would have purchased them at all. Therefore, plaintiff and consumers have suffered injury, in fact, as a result of the deceptive practices. So he's pissed that there's no wing or there's no bones. Is that what he's pissed that it's it's a chicken breast meat instead of chicken wing meat? Unfreaking believable. It's not buffalo. Well, here, this is, I love this. this, is an absolutely perfect response from Buffalo Wild Wings. They tweeted, it's true, our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers also contain no ham. Our <laughs> buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. know what else, my friend? Sweetbreads are neither. Head right. cheese has neither. Cheese whiz has neither. And let's not tell them about the Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. And what, what's, uh, what's in there. Yeah. So do you remember there's a, t- a similar lawsuit that somebody sued, is it Sunkist Tuna? Because they because th- it's chicken of the sea. Yes. And it was like, yes. there's no chicken here. <laughs> We are a stupid country. A stupid country. Speaking of stupid, but in a good way, Saul Havoc on Podchaser writes, Minutia Men always puts a smile on my face. I realize that there are a whole lot of dumber people than I. <laughs> so oh, very that's nice. applicable to what we're talking yeah. about. So, okay. So please, if you listen to us, review. There's a We're on a thousand different platforms. Yep. It wouldn't kill you to do a little review. Yeah, subscribe. rate us, review us, follow us. If you like Minutia Men, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. And remember that opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-O's.com. And, and listen for the new show coming to the network, Mark G. and Greco <laughs> with, with, li- with little Johnny Kemper. <laughs> right, right, with soundtrack by Cher. Who's now 25, <laughs> which is going to cause a problem. All right, it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip back into the uh, the Rick and Dave archives, which are vast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we play something that is appropriate from uh, this time of year. Are our archives more than what Trump? classified information they took from the white house do you think i mean there's how many boxes it's uh, pretty it's pretty vast yeah i think it's about the same it's about the same all right so this um the reason we're going to play the clip that we're going to play here today uh, march 24th 1975 the song bad time was released by grand funk railroad and we interviewed mark farner who was the uh the leader Mm -hmm. of uh the band actually the guy who wrote the song Mm -hmm. Bad time, and uh, he also was uh, in the band for uh, the Locomotion mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, We're an American mm-hmm. Band, and all that stuff. You know, all those great hits from Grand Funk Railroad. We talked to him about a few of those moments, which we'd like to share with you right now. Hold me, uh, please. Um, I don't want to date you, but I was in fifth grade when uh, one of those albums came out, and <laughs> and and our music teacher in elementary school wanted to bond with us, so he asked us each to bring in our favorite records. And I I brought in yesterday by the Beatles. I was just kind of getting into the Beatles then, and, and yeah. my buddy Bill Nicholson brought in We're an American Band, and Mister Yonkey, our teacher, was not thrilled when he heard the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> you know. Booze yeah. and ladies, Chiquitas from Omaha. You guys uh-huh. were you, you were naughty boys back in the day, weren't you? Well, if you 
if you believe Brewer's lyrics. Uh huh. Which I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's you know all tongue in cheek. Yeah. And there's only uh, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I thought you'd get a kick out of that. A little fifth grader. Uh, I appreciate that. Mr. Yonke, here's a song about groupies. <laughs> uh, all right. That's great. So I got one last grand fun question. We can get to uh, some of the other stuff here. But um, one of my favorites is Bad Time. And I know that uh, you wrote that song, too. Can you tell us how that one came? Was that a dream also? No, that was a reality check. I, uh, my, my first wife, I was married for like two years and uh and my first wife was uh, i'll just say we were having some difficulties in our relationship and uh, you know i was gone and and on the road and when i was gone away the cat would play and right. i so i made up my mind and uh when i got back and i was i had heard some stories what have you but then a friend of mine that i trust was all my heart told me something I said and I confronted and she didn't deny anything and I went in I sat down at this little spinet piano and as she is pissed off and threatening to put a 12 inch cast iron fry pan through my forehead (laughs) (laughs) I'm in there writing bad time to be in love brother and and that song was played more than any other song in 1975. That's wow. <clears throat> bad time. Um, you know what I think is interesting? Was it last week where you said that you were going to use the Starsky and Hutch novel for your a fifth grade book? Yeah. For a fifth grade book. Yeah. Mr. Yonke was not ha- is, <laughs> I hope he's still alive and listening to this podcast because I, it's, you know, it's a good thing I have good recall uh, because uh, that's, that's where we get material for the show. Hey, Rick, I've got another story here. Okay. Uh, and I've been pretty much smiling ever since I read this story. Headline, millennials are reaching middle age and realizing it's not all what they hoped. <laughs> you know, you sent me this headline, and it just made my day. <laughs> it's like a little weird. I, I had a bounce in my step right. the whole you day. You were walking on sunshine, <laughs> weren't you? I was. <laughs> just like the greatest story <laughs> of all time. Canadian market, <laughs> Canadian market research firm Ergain Resources just released data on a 20-year longitudinal study. Do you know what longitudinal means? Basically, you keep... You're studying the same people over a 20-year period. Okay. And these are people that were born in... You're not studying longitude. No. no, Okay. No. (laughs) I have a latitude check. Yeah, A joke. I just can't get it out. (laughs) Uh, So they basically had these people. These are people that were born in 1981, the year we were graduated from high school. Right. Mr. Yonke was probably still teaching fifth grade. I bet he was. So they followed these people that were 1981... And they follow them over 20 years, and they collected data. Well, it appears that these people are getting a little bit grumpy. Okay. <laughs> you want to hear some of the reasons why maybe they're a little grumpy? Because adulthood sucks? <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Wait, what? It sucks? Yes, it does. <laughs> so, for instance, 57% of the respondents were under the impression that the average work week was going to be around 25 hours when they hit <laughs> when they hit 40. Well, not the 38 hours, which it is right now. 38? I wish. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's the average. Uh, also, 67% of millennials underestimated how much their yearly income would be when they turned 40 by 40%. 40%. <laughs> 
of millennials thought they would be able to retire by 50, Uh which is just a mere 22 years shorter than what they're probably going to retire if they could ever retire. Uh, This might be my favorite. 63% of millennial males thought that they would be having sex 2.7 times per week when they hit 40. And that's just 4.6 times more than the 0.58 times they're having sex now per week. Uh, 65% of millennials thought their children would be better behaved than they were. Oh, boy. Which is now 41% more than their current attitudes on the subject. And this one is... Funny and sad at the same time. 54% of millennials thought that climate change would not be an issue when they turned four. Yeah. Well, so, there you go. Womp, 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 womp. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. I, All right. I have a story for you. This one. FICA. Uh, how much percentage is this? I'm taking out of my game. Look at those kids over there. Why don't their parents take care of them? You know, why Why are they uh, acting up like that? You know, it, when we have kids, yeah. this is how we're going to do it. Well, and our kids will sit there quietly, and they'll behave, and they won't do any of this. One of the things that Michelle and I did when before the you know, we are not going to take them for drive-through uh, fast food. Yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, we are going to, we're going to give them good food, and it's going to uh-huh. be again with it. The, I remember the, when we had, so, you know, we were among the first to have kids, right. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, going over to my in-laws' house, and they had, you know, there were, uh, she, there are seven kids in the family, right, so, so there were like four or five right. that came after us with kids, and they would come to the house and see, you know, Tommy and Johnny, yeah, and you know, they'd be like, yeah. okay, well, you know, what they're. You, they're eating cereal yeah, right now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yes, yeah. they're eating cereal because otherwise they'll starve to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You need to find that right, out. Right, right, right. <laughs> if right. you don't give them something that they will actually eat, <laughs> right, they will they, die. They will die. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not really that hard. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> all right. I have a story here. This one's for the ladies. Ooh. All right. Uh, this is a story about a California man who set two Guinness World Records this week. Now. What did he? What are the records he right. set? Uh, in fact, I'm going to read this a little slower for the ladies to fully appreciate. Done a little, uh, what this man um, has done. Not, not James Barry, Brown. Who's Barry, Barry White? Barry White. Yeah. That's it, right? Uh, his first record, Dave, having the world's longest tongue, Ooh, and it's not just big ladies. He knows what to do with it because <laughs> this man, Nicholas Stobel of Salinas, California, used that long tongue. Yeah. And played Jenga <laughs> with it. He removed. Is that a just... euphemism or is it actual Jenga? <laughs> he removed not just one Jenga block. He removed five, one at a time, with his tongue. Wow. And that's not all. Yeah. This is how talented this man is. This is not a joke. He paints You're, with I, his tongue. I saw the video. The he paints with his tongue, upstrokes, downstrokes. Watercolors, swirls. Happy accidents. Oh, yeah. That's a record-setting tongue. The most popular man in Salinas, California. <laughs> and his name is Nicholas yeah. Stobel. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Nick. You, you want How much do you want to bet that whenever he meets anybody, it's within 15 seconds. <laughs> he's flopping out the tongue saying, you know, by the way. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh as yeah, he sticks yeah, his right. giant tongue out. <laughs> Did I ever? I must have told you. I probably told it seven times in this podcast that my when I had my colonoscopy. Yeah. My is it a colonoscopist? 
the guy, the, yeah. the whatever, said that I had one of the longest colons he has ever seen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what they say? <laughs> if you know what I <laughs> right. mean. You know what they say about the guy with the long colon. All right. It's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we share the uh, stories that you send in via email. And, you know, we're down to like four or five more. Um, so please. Oh, send, so we need, yeah, we're done. We got to replenish. Okay. We don't have the backlog that we yeah. used to. Okay. Uh, so uh, send them to, you can send them to uh, Rick at EckhartsPress.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an email that will work for you. Um, this one comes from John, J-O-N, no H. Uh, guys, I love your podcast. I have a long drive to my office at the University of Chicago, and I look forward to Monday so I can listen to your podcast on the way in. I have a celebrity story for your email bit. It was pretty recent, too. Just before the pandemic, I was walking on the campus and saw a mom and her son walk by me. She had a bunch of tattoos, a giant head, and was wearing these pink sunglasses. It was impossible not to notice her. She was exotic. Although I didn't even consider that she might be famous. It wasn't until a few hours later when she and her son came into my classroom to sit in in a lecture. This this could happen to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very right, different. Sure. Um, when she took off her sunglasses, I recognized her immediately. It was Angelina Jolie. Wow. Uh, she was on well, a college. She's got like 68 kids, right? So they're going to be going to college right now. She was on a college visit with her son. I don't think he decided to come to UFC, but he was a nice, quiet kid, and I chatted with him after the class, and she was very nice, too. Well, well that's a great one. I that, think so. That's a great one. Not, that's kind of got you going, doesn't yeah, it? Right. Who's, yeah, right. Who's the famous Who's the famous <laughs> kid that's going to... Can you imagine going to college and being the son or the daughter of someone rem- crazy famous? They must hate it, right? Oh, I mean, it'd, it'd be just, terrible. It'd be just terrible. Yeah, that's why I decided not to become famous. Right, for your kids. Yeah, right. it's the main It's the main reason. Well, we have another show that we do called uh, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Not 100% sure what we're going to have on there this week. Um, I think it's going to be... Kurt Elling. Kurt Elling. Right, Kurt Elling, so, uh, three-time, two-time Grammy Award winner, 14 nominations, perhaps the greatest jazz vocalist in the world yeah. right now, certainly. Um, yeah. We were able to... World-renowned. World-renowned. We were able to talk to him. What a nice man. What a nice man. My new BFF. So yeah. uh, that should be on on... Um, well, it should be on when yep. our yep. show comes So out. be sure to check that out. All right. We uh, need to thank some people. Well, we have to give special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi Do you is... see Tony's hair? No. He, he has not cut his hair in like three years. Oh really? And he on Facebook or whatever he does the little, like time not time lapse, but it's the the, the chrono- chronology of his hair. Oh, he's, doesn't have any relation to anything. But okay, oh, I'll check long. that out. Yeah. Uh, long flowing locks is that what you're yeah, saying? Right. Yeah. And it's it's still brown too, isn't it? Yeah, but I would imagine it's going to go gray soon. Right? Yeah, he's got to be near our age. Yeah. He's like no, ten years younger than 10 us. Years younger. Yeah. He's twenty. Uh, all right. Yeah, he's like 22. Uh, Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again in two weeks. Should we, t- should we explain sure. what's going sure. on here? Sure. Next week, is is uh, got a lot of stuff going on. Got a writer's conference that I have to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, I've know. got Angelina Jolie. <laughs> 
I'm <laughs> giving her a tour. <laughs> so we we're not, we'll not have a new show right. next week. But we'll be back. Listen in. to one of the old ones. There's tons of them. <laughs> There's, There's like over 300 of them. 300 of them. <laughs> yeah. They're all cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? We are a stupid country. A stupid country.